The Old Testament lesson appointed for this Christmas day is from Isaiah, the 52nd chapter. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up your, their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you wastelands of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle lesson is from Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is far more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels worship him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to rise as we now speak together the Alleluia verse. Alleluia! The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Alleluia! The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. And the Word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because He was before me. And from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to pray with me. Dearest Jesus, holy child, make thee a bed soft undefiled within my heart that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. Amen. The text for this Christmas Day message is the account of Jesus' birth from Luke chapter 2. It reads as follows. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and singing, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed, amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is our text. In the name of Mary's Son, our Lord Emmanuel, 
who is full of grace and truth. Amen. On this tranquil morning, we ponder the love that God has for for all of us. In fact, for the whole world. A love so amazing, so divine, that God stepped into time and He assumed human flesh and human blood so that He might be our Savior. As we heard in the Gospel reading, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. As we heard in last evening's Christmas Eve sermon, our Lord hid Himself behind the mask of human flesh. But as His mother Mary gazed into the eyes of her infant son, she beheld the face of God. St. John writes, No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known. God's glory is displayed, Paul writes, in the face of Christ. Jesus said of Himself, Anyone who has seen Me has seen the Father. And we sing this truth in my favorite Christmas hymn of the Father's love begotten, verse 2. Oh, that birth forever blessed, when the virgin full of grace, by the Holy Ghost conceiving, bore the Savior of the human race, and the babe, the world's Redeemer, first revealed His sacred face. God has chosen such an odd way to manifest His love for humankind. There are so many why questions. I mean, like, why did God choose that era of human history to enter the world? Why did God choose the womb of a virgin maiden to be His home for nine months? Why did God decide to become one of us when I'm sure there were preferable options to deliver us from our sin and to defeat the devil? Why did God reveal the conception and the birth of His Son to people of low position in the pecking order of society? There are so many whys. And I'm sure that you have many why questions running through your own mind. And the answer to these why questions really boils down, I think, to the simple words that we find in our Christmas Gospel reading. God is full of grace and truth. St. Paul writes, We were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Yes, we were in bondage, bondage to sin's grip on our heart and on our mind, bondage to sin's curse of death on our lives. None of us can escape death's inevitability by our own human ingenuity or effort. 
Our liberation from these tyrants takes nothing short of God's own Son to be the one who delivers us from this repression. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Mary's Son is our Deliverer. He is the God-man mercenary sent by His Father on a mission to rescue us. He sets us free from the tyranny of sin by assuming the responsibility of our sin, taking the punishment on Himself for you and for me. He unfetters us from bondage to sin's curse of death by dying and then rising from the dead as the conqueror of death, as our liberator to life everlasting. The beautiful song that Christina sung for us just a few moments ago describes some of the particulars of this mission of this mercenary when she sang, The Son of God in kindness He came as a friend to the hopeless, the lost, and the lame. Our sins He bore, yet His name we despised. And the hands that brought healing were pierced as He died. This grace-filled mission of God, it's grace-filled, I say, because we don't deserve to be rescued. It's so fanciful. It's counterintuitive to how we might expect God to visit us in this world. But this is the way that God chooses to enter into this world and to deliver us from our sin, reconciling us unto Himself. As we've heard through a series of sermons during this Advent and Christmas season, a sermon series entitled The Mask That God Wears, we've, we've come to learn that God's grace and truth, His undeserved favor is hidden behind masks. His grace and truth is hidden behind the mask of suffering, even the suffering of God's own Son. His grace and truth is hidden behind the mask of His Word, Word that's spoken, Word that is read. His grace and truth is hidden behind the mask of water in holy baptism where He receives us and adopts us into His family. The grace and truth of God is hidden behind the wafer and the wine of Holy Communion where we partake of the very body and blood of Christ given and shed for us. And His grace and His truth are hidden behind the mask of an infant born to a disadvantaged family. We say that God is hidden behind these masks because God chooses to come to us in this world, in the humble, in the understated, in the unassuming and hidden sort of way, in the form of masks to accomplish His purposes for the world. They are the masks behind which God Himself is present and at work in our lives and in the lives of other people. God chooses this course of action because He desires that we would humble ourselves before Him so that He might lift us up. And so today, we kneel before the Christ child with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in our heart that God would embrace such a mean estate. We acknowledge our sin and we confess our need for such a Savior as Jesus. 
We adore Him as He announces to us that our sins are forgiven and that death is defeated. And we worship Him. We join our voices with the angelic choir. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward all people. God's grace is also manifested in whom He chooses to reveal His, revi- His arrival in the world. When we pick a team, we usually select the strongest, the fastest, the smartest, the prettiest, the most popular, the most influential, the smartest. God, true to His bizarre form, chooses to mask Himself in the weak, in the lowly, the disadvantaged, the common, and even the peculiar. So to whom does God reveal the birth of the Christ child? Well, to a common priest named Zechariah, who was visited by a heavenly messenger as he was serving in the temple. To Elizabeth, Zechariah's wife, who rejoices with Mary as John the Baptist leaps within her when Mary enters into their presence. Mary is visited This maiden is visited by the angel Gabriel and told that her womb will become the temple of God for nine months. And then she will give birth to a son, the Son of God. An angel of the Lord appears to Joseph, a carpenter, in a dream. And in this dream, the angel of the Lord tells this carpenter, Joseph, that his espoused wife is going to be pregnant and will give birth to a son and Joseph will become the stepfather of the Son Almighty. A heavenly messenger and an angelic choir report the birth of a Savior to some lowly shepherds. Simeon, a good and righteous man, and Anna who spends most of her day living in the temple precincts, worshiping and praying before the Lord, behold, the Christ child when he's only 40 days, old, 40 days old. And Magi from the east follow the star to Bethlehem so that they might worship him. Oh, the grace of God that he would choose to reveal himself to such lowly and in some ways peculiar people. God also calls these servants to serve as his masks. They serve as his voice. They serve as his hands, his feet. They serve as his care and his love and his compassion for other people. I mean, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they share the joy of the angel's announcement of their son's birth and, and, and his call to be the forerunner to the Messiah with their family and friends. The shepherds spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child and they returned to their sheep glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And Simeon cradles the infant Jesus in his arms and he proclaims, Lord, now let thou thy servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation which you've prepared in the presence of all your people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of of thy people Israel. And Anna, the prophetess, she, she gives thanks to God and she speaks about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And the Magi, they come to Jerusalem inquiring, where is this one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
And what we might even find even more peculiar than the fact that God chooses these people to be his masks is that all these servants of the Lord return to their everyday duties and callings in life after this eventful episode in the birth of the Christ child. I mean, Zechariah, he returns to be a priest. Elizabeth nurtures her infant son. John the Baptist prepares himself to be the forerunner of the Messiah. Joseph returns or provides for his family as a carpenter. Mary creates a safe home environment for Jesus and her growing family. The shepherds return to tending their sheep. Simeon and Anna continue to serve in the temple area for as long as God gives them life. And the wise men, well, they return to the east and continue to do whatever wise men, magi, do. But now there is a difference in each of them. A significant difference in their lives. Their life stories are now placed within the great story of the compassion and the love of Christ. The Messiah is here. The Savior has arrived. The King is born. The kingdom of God is at hand. And deliverance from sin, death, and the devil are imminent. And these eyewitnesses of the Christ child testify of Him to everyone who will listen. Well, as peculiar as it might be, God has chosen us too. God has revealed His Son to us through His Word. And so that's why we kneel beside the Christ child's manger and worship our Lord Emmanuel. That's why we stand at the foot of the cross with a repentant heart and we thank our crucified Savior for lovingly bearing our sins. That's why we gaze into the empty tomb and rejoice that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Yes, the Spirit of the Lord has come to us in His Word and through holy baptism, and He has placed a smack dab in the story of Jesus' compassion and love. And what God's choosing of us means is that in our life, or it means that our life is spent worshiping Him. Our life is spent worshiping Him. Not just at Christmas, not just at Easter, not just on Sundays, not just when it's convenient for us to do. But the Lord chooses us to worship Him day by day, hour by hour, second by second. We worship Him in song, we worship Him in prayer. We worship Him and receive from Him the gifts of life and salvation. We worship Him by serving Him and the people to whom He sends us. Yes, every day of every year that the Lord grants us life on earth. What God's choosing of us means is that we are His masks. We're Jesus' voice. We're His hands. We're His feet. We're His care. We're His love. We're His compassion for this world. We are, as some people say, Jesus with skin on. In a few days, we will return to our regular routine. 
We'll head off to our factories and our offices and our schools, to wherever it is that the Lord's calling takes us. But recognize this. Through our ordinary, and maybe some would even call it our humdrum routines of life, Jesus heals the sick. He binds up the brokenhearted. He puts food on our table, a roof over our head, a safe and loving and supportive home for our loved ones, respite for our body and mind, care for our neighbor, and protection and security for our community and country. And our Lord accomplishes all these things and countless other necessities of life through us as we wear our masks, as we do the Lord's bidding in our vocations and callings in life. Friends, be present in other people's lives. In fact, be the present of the Lord in other people's lives. Serve them. Love them. Live for them. Sacrifice for them. Sacrifice for others who are in need. And do it all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, whose mask you bear. As we worship and work and play, we do so with the joy of Christmas in our heart and on our lips. The Messiah, the promised Christ is here. The Savior has arrived. The King is born. The Lord Emmanuel is with us always. And so, we do what the shepherds did, and we do what God's people do. We spread the word. We spread the word concerning what has been told us about this child, and we go about our life's calling every day, every year, glorifying and praising God for all the things that we have heard and seen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Christ our Savior is born. Amen.